0: And welcome to the Bread, Wine, and Everything Fine podcast, where I'll be talking about all things food, the finer things, and things that are fine just the way they are. I'm your host, Sanja Toth, a bread and wine-loving photographer, wife, and mother who loves gathering people in my home to eat good food and have a good conversation. I learn so much from the people I get to talk to, and I'm very excited to start sharing some of those conversations here on this podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of chatting with Katie Ryu, an incredible woman and interior decorator with experience that covers the past decade. She gives a glimpse into how she entered the interior design industry, the process of building her dream home, as well as sharing some practical tips for creating spaces for gathering, even on a budget. So let's get into it. Well, hello, Katie, and welcome to the Bread, Wine, and Everything Fine podcast. I am so excited to be chatting with you today. We were just chatting a little bit um, before we started recording here about um, how long it's been since our paths have crossed, which um, for listeners who wouldn't otherwise know this, um, we met in 2014. Um, because I was coordinating weddings at the venue where Katie got married and it was, we had, we had a good time, I think. Oh, we definitely had a great time. We had food tastings and yeah, planned a lot of good things. And that would have been, yeah, back in 2014. And a lot has happened since then. (laughs) We happened to cross paths on Instagram or we've just kind of kept in touch, I think, over the years in different ways.
1: Yeah, I feel like we just kind of run into each other at random places too.
0: (laughs) Or taking photos or, yeah, my husband did some videos for you and just super small world connections that have led us here through Instagram to a conversation about podcasting. And I'm so excited that you're here. So I'm just going to, I would love to, and I think the listeners would love to hear you are an interior designer. Is that the correct term? interior designer
1: or yeah, or is mean,
0: there more to that
1: Yeah there's definitely definitely different terms that are used in the industry I don't have any formal training like I didn't go to school for interior design so I would say I fall more into the interior decorating category but okay. um but for for people listening I mean interior designer works too
0: Okay yeah I never I never know I actually at one point I think probably back in grade nine, someone asked me what I wanted to do with my life as if a grade nine would know what they were going to do with their life. And I I said either graphic designer or interior designer. And now that I see what you do in your interior decoration, and I'm really glad that <laughs> I think that would not have been my genius. So I'm excited to talk to you about how that came to be. So I guess that leads me to how did interior design and decorating um, become a part of your life? Was it something you always kind of had this uh, trajectory in mind or yeah, how did that come to be?
1: Yeah, well, it actually didn't really ever just come a part of my life. It actually has always been a part of my life because my mom actually did interior design. So, as early as I can remember, um, I was in her office playing with fabrics and helping her on design projects. So, design actually has been kind of part of my life really from the beginning. I would say probably as early as like um, probably age six, age seven. And I love that. Yeah. So, it, it's funny when people ask me that, I kind of feel like I've been doing it forever. <laughs>
0: That's interesting. My, I think about like, I think I posted about it recently on Instagram, actually, like when kids were learning, you know, we're playing with different toys or learning different things. My dad was teaching me Adobe Illustrator. Wow. Like, I think there's parts of those things that then we carry with us for so long, obviously in your case. And it was obviously something that you didn't resent, even though it was your, your mom's job.
1: Yeah, I definitely didn't resent it, but it it definitely was something that I resisted in the beginning. Um. So, yeah, I obviously, you know, helped her and, and kind of thought, oh, she's got kind of my mom's got a cool job, but never really <laughs> thought that it would be something I would do. And like they say, you never really want to do what your parents do when you get into like puberty. Yes. And <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, high school and that sort of thing. So I honestly never thought that I would go this path. Um, I went to school for business, actually, Uh, but both my parents are entrepreneurs and I think I've just, I have the blood in me, as they say, and so it's kind of a natural progression. I took business in school and worked in the corporate world, specifically more in human resources, which definitely has helped me today because this job or this career is very much client focused, and so I think that has helped me with, you know, kind of just excelling in that area. Uh, But yeah, I just worked in the corporate world for, I guess it was probably six years, and kind of, you know, like probably many people that, you know, break off of, you know, working in the corporate world, they just had that little nudge, I was sitting in a cubicle and my boss was behind me, I can remember it like it was yesterday. And I was just like, is this all there is? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I think I just had this passion to really have my own business and control my schedule and take my dreams as far as I wanted to take them. And Mm -hmm. so that was kind of the journey began there. And I, I actually quit my job. I didn't know where I was going. I had enough money to essentially survive for the year. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And I just kind of really took a step back and, and decided like, what do, what, what does Katie want to do? And uh, yeah, I remember being in Palm Springs with my parents and my mom and I were on a walk and we were just chatting about, you know, what are, you know, what's the next step for me? And she just blatantly said, well, why don't we transfer the, transfer the business to Calgary? Cause she was operating it in a small town at the time. And she's like, why don't we transfer the business to Calgary? You give it a go. And if it works out great and if it doesn't, oh well. That's and, amazing. Yeah. And 10 years later, here we are. I was going to
0: ask when that when that was if that yeah, would have been before yeah, we
1: met. Yeah, definitely before we met. Um I would say I've been doing this for 10 years, so probably like 10 to 12 years ago we were on that trip in Palm Springs. Wow.
0: That is so cool like a decade. Like that's so cool to see how far you've come. And what it looks like today. <laughs>
1: I think my. if you were talking to my mom, I think she would definitely express how proud she is of me. I don't think she ever, when she, you know, suggested that, you know, that route for me to take, I don't think she ever in her wildest dreams thought that it would, you know, grow and, and do the things that we're up to these days. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I love that. And so
0: it. you started, because you're doing your own, are you doing your own thing now? Is it different from where you started 10 years ago or what kind of does that look like? Yeah,
1: so my mom actually was part of a franchise and so in order to kind of give this business a go, I essentially just took over her franchise and so um, got a lot out of that and, you know, it was definitely a great stepping stone. Um, But about two and a half years ago, I decided that just felt like I was a few steps ahead and I just felt like I really needed to branch out on my own so yeah so we essentially rebranded to DWK Interiors um, and basically yeah branched off from the franchise and the rest is history.
0: Wow I love that and I think it's um It's encouraging. Actually, I, I think there is that fear that comes with that risk. And obviously there's that, you know, financial responsibility that, you know, you need to take care of yourself and things like that. But the, your story it's, it echoes so much of like different people that I've talked to, whether it's in the wedding industry or just kind of personally too but just like you know being in some sort of corporate space and being like is this all there is and just feeling like it doesn't necessarily um I think some people still find some fulfillment in it but just it's not aligning with like the things that make you tick or that like just like bring you so much joy so I it it brings me a lot of joy to know that like it was a risk and you took it and and look where you are now I think it's like it's encouraging to see it on the other end and be like, there is good to come. There are amazing things that come from those risks. And that's one reason I was really excited to talk to you too, because I think additionally, if I'm not mistaken, you're kind of moving into like a mentorship role as well.
1: Yes, I am. Newly, I'm definitely doing a little bit of of that on the side, just doing some one-on-one consultation. But yeah, I just felt like I really wanted to expand my horizons. I think I always say to people, I don't think we're ever content as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of people look at me and think like, really, you want to do another thing? And so (laughs) it can sometimes be a bit of a curse for sure. I'm learning the balance of doing less on the other end of it. Uh, But yeah, I just recently launched a mentorship um, program to help other interior designers take their design business to the next level. And I'm just, yeah, feeling really passionate to give back and, you know, help somebody kind of speed their process along a little bit.
0: I love that. Congratulations. That is a big deal. I saw that you launched your website and that is always like a labor of love out into the world. And it usually feels a little bit scary and exciting all at the same time.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. There (laughs) have been moments where I felt like I have posted a photo of myself naked. (laughs) Like really, am I really doing this? I'm like speaking vulnerability and authenticity, Yes. And yeah, it's scary, but it's also exciting.
0: That's so funny. I yeah, I understand what you mean. That's that's amazing. <laughs> so sort of like the um the basis of this podcast. It started actually. I think I have a little bit of that like serial entrepreneur blood somewhere in me too um but this kind of started as a bit of a passion project to be like you know what I don't have to monetize everything that I'm excited about and so I'm going to shift my focus into monetizing my business and I need something that um brings me joy and inspires me by the people that I get to talk to, which is like so, so much more meaningful even now, given that I can't talk to people the same way that I could, um, even a year ago. So I'm really excited to be picking this back up and recording more episodes because even already we're like, 10 minutes in and i already feel like more alive than i have probably in weeks. So this is really fun for me. Um but the basis of the podcast was bread, wine and everything fine. So talking about like food, um wine and drinks, um the finer things and then the things that are fine just the way they are. And that kind of all encompasses um obviously bread and wine. Um, but also the spaces in which we share those things and i mean I would say I know actually so little about um, creating spaces in, a, in the ways that you might decor is not, not my strong suit. Our home is very like, it's mid-century. We renovated Mitchell's grandma's house. It was built in 61. So we've kind of, you know, tried to incorporate a little bit of the integrity of the original home while modernizing it. And we're pretty simple. Like I'm just... I have literally a blank wall right now and I don't even know what to put on it. That's just not, that's not where my brain goes. Um, and so, but I love having people in my home and let's just disregard this pandemic <laughs> for a second. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because I'm like, oh, I just haven't had people around my table in so long and I love that. Um, but, I, but I think what a lot of people are doing right now is going, well, I'm spending a lot of time in my house what do I do to my house like I have this time to think about it and I want to support local or I want to have a project like how how even let's just start here if you are just the average person in a home without your expertise (laughs) we'll utilize your expertise though how how do you go about choosing things in a space if this is even a question um choosing things that would go in a space or how would you create a space um that would just help that invitation or create a space for gathering because I know backing up a little bit you went you built a home recently yeah was it?
1: it yes about two we moved in two years ago
0: okay and correct me if I'm wrong again but you found sort of like your dream home inspiration on Pinterest.
1: We sure did. It was a Saturday evening and I was scrolling through Pinterest as one does and came across this modern farmhouse A-frame. And I just said to Andre, I was like, this could be like, this could be our next house. Like, what do you think? And that's kind of snowballed into us building that exact home. I love that
0: so much. And it was Trickle Creek, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yes. Oh my gosh. I... That is the dream that is the dream and obviously you have worked incredibly hard to make that dream come true but even seeing some of those photos and um, as I'm sharing about this on social media and things I would love to even share some of your posts about your home because just to kind of give a visual for um, what you've shared um, and sort of what I've seen that just it feels like the kind of space in which you'd want to gather like that's that's Mm -hmm. what I took from even just some of the pictures of your kitchen so all (laughs) yeah so all of that being said what maybe maybe a better question is what were some some of maybe the the things that you had to consider when creating that, or was gathering people, I would assume was part of planning out your space. Oh my gosh,
1: definitely. Well, my husband is a Frenchman, passionate <laughs> yes. Frenchman, yes. and so he loves to socialize. Um, and so he is obviously missing that terribly right yes. now. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we wanted we wanted our home to be a hub for our friends. Essentially, we wanted kind of to create this open door policy. So Mm. our front door is all glass. Like we wanted it to feel really inviting that we're not closed off to anything. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, why we went with more of like a kind of a combined style, we did a modern farmhouse um, design with Trickle Creek. And we really, I think we wanted I mean, I think it's also hard for my husband because I'm in this field, right? And right. He obviously trust trusts me like wholeheartedly, but also I want him to feel like this is his home as well. And mm-hmm. so I think it was just like a kind of a gathering of inspiration from like both of us and really sitting down and figuring out, okay, are there general themes to this to these inspiration photos or similarities you can pull out. Um, and from there, we just kind of mixed kind of the modern with the farmhouse. I would say I'm more modern and my husband's a bit more farmhouse. So it was just, a cigarette. yeah, balancing those two things. And I usually recommend to my couples, you know, if you struggle with trying to find a style that you both love, I recommend like gathering inspiration separately, but then coming together and really figuring out those themes and those things that you you gravitate towards. Because I mean, ultimately, you know, we want a home that we all feel at home in, right? And mm-hmm. um, I was recently, or I guess it was maybe a year ago now, but Avenue Calgary did a write up on our house. And I talked about our living room and how there's a his and her sofas, you know, in the design world, they may recommend, you know, having two of the same sofas that face each other. But I was just like, yeah, but the sofa that I love, Andre doesn't like. (laughs) (laughs) So can't we have a his and her sofa? So I think it's really just a matter of like, you know, we really wanted to create a mix of what we both loved. And we ultimately wanted to create a space where our friends and family never wanted to leave. That was the conversation.
0: I've honestly never heard of that, and it makes so much sense because, for sure, the like Mitchell and I gravitate even in our home to different couches. I have one, and I know my corner, and I know it's it's where I will always curl up if it's just me, Mm -hmm. and he has his. And it's not because we've chosen the other that the other sits on the other side. Like it's just the spaces. I think even where our bodies fit and where, you know, we just feel.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah more it's it's really curating a look that you know functions but also provides comfort for you know everybody that's you know living in the space
0: that is so cool i remember being in yeah your previous home
1: yeah, it was quite a bit more. It was quite modern.
0: Quite modern, yes, with yeah. like lots of glass and yeah. Oh, I I love that. I love Trickle Creek Homes. They're they're building one pretty close, like just up the block. And when we go for walks with Lewis, we always walk by and see the progress, and it's it's fun. They're spectacular.
1: Yeah, they do a lo- lovely job, and they're you know they're definitely making their mark. So yeah, couldn't be happy for their evolution. So if you were to say
0: yeah kind of taking into consideration just like say someone's in a home maybe even if it's a temporary space like maybe they don't own it and structurally they can't change much or maybe even like I don't know, right now, even I'm thinking about renting because we're moving to BC and being like, oh, I'm going to have to get used to M hooks because I don't want to like wreck their home. Yes. Um, what are some things that you would say, maybe even just like two things that when obviously not giving away all of your secrets because people should just hire you. But um, if someone was just say like, hey, I'm in a pandemic and I want to make this space more inviting, I don't have maybe a huge, huge budget to work with, but I would love to just like add a little something to this space. What would you say are the things that you would start with that would just be sort of to the average homeowner or renter, just something that would be accessible?
1: Oh, this is such a great question. I'm so glad you're asking it because I think like you said, this is a time that we're in our homes. I mean, we've never been busier. And I think it's because of that. People are in their homes. They want to make it, you know, they want to make it special. And so, you know, the one question that I would ask yourself is, what are the things that bring you the most comfort? <laughs> hmm. And yeah you know, from there, then it's, you know, really listing that out and and making it, you know, come alive in your home. So for me, like, I love books, and I love plants, and I love layering textures. So for me, I'm, you know, you'll catch me changing out, you know, my books and styling um, them in different, you know, different ways. I'm always changing out plants or adding plants if I haven't killed. (laughs) I'm still learning the whole green thumb thing. But yeah, I think it's just back to like, what brings you the most comfort. Um, and aside from that, I think, you know, our biggest things that we talk about with our clients, you know, especially if, you know, they don't want to maybe spend a ton of money, um, or they're renting and they can't, you know, do anything structurally different in this, in, in the space. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you, you just posted about this, I think today, wasn't it like a fresh coat of paint? I mean, It just instantly can make your space transform. And so I think with a little, you know, a little, little effort and a little bit of money, I think paint goes a long way. Um, The other thing that we really see as a big transformer in spaces is lighting. It's kind of, you know, one of those things where you can kind of just change one at a time. But lighting just makes such a difference um creates a different ambiance in your home um so I would I would definitely recommend looking at paint and lighting as your kind of two biggest things and then going to that question of like what brings me comfort is it books is it plants I mean we're huge fans of you know real plants they they trigger happy emotions right and I think who who can't use a little extra happy in their life right now I
0: I love that about um even just the coat of paint when so when we first moved into our home the photos are like almost hilarious and i don't want to um like <laughs> i don't want to disregard Mitchell's grandma's um interior decoration <laughs> that she had in the house but Essentially, we just painted the whole house and people came in and were like, wow, what did you do? We did flooring. Sorry, we did flooring and and um, and painting. But the, the paint itself, I mean, was like, relatively speaking, not a huge, huge financial investment had I not been pregnant, we might've tried to do it ourselves. It was very worth it to have someone else do it. It would have taken us forever. Yeah. Really
1: money to source that out, hire a painter. Yes.
0: (laughs) yes. Even the cabinets in our kitchen, we did because we're planning on renovating them again in two to three years and like getting the whole thing. So it just has to last basically for tenants, but Um, but absolutely light and, and as, even as a photographer, I like light makes all the difference. Mitchell is pretty, I was skeptical when he introduced this idea, but he's really excited about like making our home smart. So he has like, um, you know, like the smart locks and, and then he got the smart lights Mm -hmm. that then he can just go, Hey Siri, turn on, um, uh, daytime living room or evening living room. And he has them all set.
1: <laughs> so, What a way to like, Hey, it's date night and you have your own. Yeah. I love that.
0: Which <laughs> I was super skeptical about. I was like, and I think they're so much cheaper now, but at the time it was like $60 a light bulb. And I was like, why do we need $60 light bulbs until Lewis was born. And from my phone, I could dim and turn on the lights to feed him, that's, and I was like, that's "Functionality, for oh, you. I'm into this." And now he's just gone with it, and everything is smart. But I agree that there's like the difference between like a really fluorescent cold light that kind of makes you feel like anxious.
1: Oh my gosh, hundred percent! I actually had a client the other week that you know we were doing a, the home tour, and I was in her basement, and. She said, "Do you find it dark down here?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh! I Like, what do we need to do? Do we need to like put more pot lights in?" I'm like, "Honestly, I'm like change your light bulbs to something brighter." Yes. Called me the next day. She was like, "I I can't even believe I didn't think about myself. <laughs> right? It totally transformed the space."
0: <laughs> but I think, like I felt kind of like a noob. Mitchell has had to explain this all to me. But that there, you know, are different like the different levels of lights and how they feel and i think even yeah having shooting having shot weddings for years you start to understand like what how light even impacts skin tones and things like that but just from like a total at home feeling i know like we stare at i mean we stare at computers all day it's blue light it's not it's it's doesn't do good things for our brains <laughs> so even thinking about being in space absolutely like change out those light bulbs and just find something that fits. I love this tip. It's so
1: simple. and <laughs> I think that's really what it's about. It's I think once it, once design starts being complicated, then, you know, I think people are deterred to do anything or they're scared to do anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I recommend just starting small. And if that means, you know, you're only painting one wall to see how you feel, then like that's totally fine. But fresh coat of paint and new light fixtures can do wonders for your home.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, anyone who's listening, there you have it, that you are going to be an expert interior designer now, I guess. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Okay. So just back to your house for a minute, because I, I am personally, I've never built a home. We actually, that was kind of our dream. That was our plan. We never were going to buy a house we well it was not on our radar at all at the time and then just uh you know i think it was a little bit of fate that we ended up here it's been incredibly special and everything fell into place and i think a bit of family legacy too which is really special and then i had lewis here so Mm -hmm. i think we'll probably hold it'll be hard to let it go if we ever do um but even in that process of building a home and
1: trickle creek would they be considered an architect or what would they fall under? Yeah, so they, um, well, they'd be like a, they would fall under custom home builder. Um okay. what's unique about Trickle Creek is they have a whole team within um, their company. So we worked with an architect that was on staff. Um, so that was really helpful. You're kind of a one stop shop, essentially.
0: Right. Okay. So in that process, then. Um, what were the sort of things that were super important to you um, in addition to honoring each other's sort of, you know, style choices um, and integrating pieces of both you and Andre in the home? What were like the things that were like non-negotiables for you in your space apart from having people come and go? Like yeah. for you personally?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean... Definitely, I mean, I wanted it to be bright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um- I was, I think, you know, two years ago, it seemed like everyone was doing like the white kitchens and I, I just couldn't picture our, our space without, a without a white kitchen. Yes. It was a non-negotiable. I think if my husband had the choice, he may have went moodier. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are currently actually working on bringing some moodiness vibes into our home this week, actually. So that's a- cool. I think you're always, I think when you, when you build a home, you're always, well, maybe it's just because I'm in this world, I get sick of things quite easily but we're changing out light fixtures and we're adding things here we always seem to have a little bit of a project on the go um but yeah I think I mean the biggest the biggest kind of pull to building this custom home was actually I needed a bigger office so that was really what snowballed this whole kind of desire I mean we walked into the Trickle Creek show home and you know there was a talk floor as a loft. And I just walked in there and I was like, oh my gosh, this could be my business. And so, you know, that was really how, why we built the home was really because I needed to grow and I needed a bigger office space. So I think we started there. I wanted to obviously maximize as much space as possible and Mm -hmm. to really function as an office and, you know, to grow as we grew. Um, And then I would say from there, it was really just like taking our inspiration and making it feel like a home where we could entertain that was like our biggest Mm -hmm. thing we I mean if it weren't COVID we probably have Five to seven get to, like bigger get to get together's every year, and so yeah. the gathering was a big part. I mean, we wanted a re- like a large you know kitchen with a large island. I mean, kitchen is always the heart of the home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Funny, it seems like whenever we have people over, we're in the kitchen. So yes, it's so true. It's, it's so, so true. true. I mean, we have this lovely living room that's furnished beautifully, and we're never in there when we have people over. <laughs> So, yeah, so a big island was definitely a non-negotiable. Um, and we just wanted, like, I think we wanted really unique elements throughout the home where you kind of just keep guessing. You know, we have friends where, you know, they've obviously seen our home, but every time they came come over, they want to see the home again. <laughs> and I think every... Well, that space, says so much. Yeah, every space just kind of connects to one of one to the next. It's like, you know, this, this past year we added a custom mural to our gym just to make it a bit more personal and welcoming. And so I think we're just always adjusting. So I wouldn't say there was a lot of like non-negotiables, but we wanted our space to be very functional.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I love that about the kitchen being the heart of the home. Mitchell and I talk about, I think our home is sort of the the stepping stone to our big dream, which would be definitely building a home something pretty, pretty modern, pretty, really, really simple, um maybe even more simple than what we have, sort of that like glass woods wood, wood um, stone, kind of just very simple, sharp simple lines. but impactful. Yes. But we always talk about how we're like, we just want it to feel like when you walk into the house, you only have one option, but to end up in the kitchen. Like you just, you just have to have to make your way there. (laughs) And, um, who knows when this will be maybe 20 years down the line, but, um, but i am inspired by you even just setting goals and you know personal and professional just and and manifesting them and and putting them out there even like how this podcast came to be just so i'm excited that maybe this home is not 20 years off but i do think there's something about that um i love that that they get to experience something a little bit unexpected when they come to your home and uh, yeah you guys are like project people i feel like so having yeah, little changes it will evolve forever which is so- So special that it will never be exactly the same.
1: Your home, you know, we always say that to our clients. I mean, oh, should we just start fresh? I mean, yes, in some instances, it makes sense to fresh, you know, create a fresh start. But in a lot of instances, it's just a matter of like changing up some things or adding adding another layer to your home. and, And you can forever do that
0: at like forever and ever because as soon as you do something then there's something else I have a dear friend and um they just um they bought a home down in Sundance and basically just did like the full kind of top floors it was like deep in the 70s and yeah but there were certain things they were like you know based on budget um you know we're just gonna um paint this instead of removing it or we're going to yeah refresh this and and it's really cool how it sort of how it sort of turned out. Um, it feels like them, um, but even now they're like, "Oh, that we're gonna change that wall. We're gonna just shiplap that this weekend." <laughs> and, and it's so fun, and they just do it, and it's like, "Oh, wow!" You walk in exactly, and it's just like a little something's fresh, and so I love that, and I think that that gives people a lot of permission to to be content with the spaces that they're in, but knowing that it doesn't take exactly that a whole gut restart to make a space beautiful or feel like it's home or feel like it's yours or those comfortable things um okay going forward so you've you've put this 10 years into this career what what's next for you what are like some of those dreams that maybe maybe you want to say here maybe you don't but um maybe that are a little crazy, but that you would love to see happen or pro- maybe even just like a dream project that you would love to do in your lifetime?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we're, we're actually in the midst of doing one, of, probably a dream project. It's essentially a custom build and we're doing everything from interior selections, liaising with the builder, we're doing all the furniture for the whole home.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Um, Yeah it's, it's pretty it's one of the largest projects we've ever had and so that in itself is pretty cool that you know after 10 years you know we're really we're, yeah, we're just kind of attracting a clientele that really um, appreciates the work that we do and wants the convenience of us doing it for them. And so that would be definitely a career highlight that's happening this year, which is super exciting.
0: Oh, congratulations. That is a big deal. And that you're still like having exciting things 10 years in, like, that's so fun.
1: Yeah, I think like, yeah, I think, business evolves in different in different ways over the years and you know you don't take for granted any you know any clients I mean every project's been really fun to work on but it's pretty neat when you can be involved in kind of everything from start to finish and Mm -hmm. just you know be able to take ownership on a on a pro on a project that you know I truly think is going to take us take us cool places so yeah so that's really exciting um I think obviously mentorship and giving back has been a big piece of that kind of nudge over the years how can i help you know women entrepreneurs Really lead a life that they love and a life that has balance, and mm-hmm. a life you don't have to work 40 hours a week, and you can only take two weeks off a year. I mean, I'm super passionate about that and super proud of the life I've created. And I would love to be able to share that with more women. And I mean, eventually, I would love to be able to invest in other, you know, business, you know, women led businesses. I think that would be just an icing on the cake. So yeah, I just, um, I think entrepreneurship is something that will live in me forever. And I just hope that I can share that passion and excitement and motivate others to potentially do the same.
0: And I, I think it goes without saying too, I mean, if anyone follows you on Instagram or is listening to this podcast, that you are so genuinely passionate about this and so excited about it. And it's like, it's i it's not going to fizzle out i don't think it's here to stay
1: well thank you well that's probably the one thing i've learned in manifesting is there's no room for doubt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, I think the way that we, you know, speak to ourselves and the way we, you know, put things out there, we have to act as if it, if it's absolutely going to happen. And so, um, I'm, yeah, I, I definitely, I agree with you. I know what's going to happen. Sometimes it's going to take a little bit more time than we, you know, initially anticipated, but that's all part of, you know, the journey and, and the road ahead.
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm inspired. I'm probably not going to sleep tonight.
1: <laughs> like my brain is buzzing with ideas.
0: Well, one thing that, so I end every episode the same way. And because we are a bit of like a, a food, wine podcast at the core, I have two questions for you. And one is if you were to host And have someone over in your home, what would you or say you and Andre or maybe just Andre, whichever, uh, would make? What is like the go-to meal or dish that friends might know to expect? And if you were to eat out, what would be the go-to thing that you would order?
1: Ooh, now you're making me hungry. I
0: know, I know it.
1: <laughs> I would say if we were having friends over, we would do a raclette. So this is a fairly like traditional French, um, French, I guess, thing that they do. So I don't know if anyone's familiar with that listening, but it's essentially a raclette is basically something where you cook on a stone. And so what we love about this is we prepare, you know, all the different meats and vegetables. And then my husband has recipes for all the sauces. And so it's just a very, it's like fondue, but without the oil essentially. And it's just like a really nice way to spend an evening. It's not, it's not intended to, you know, eat and be done. It's usually like, you know, you take your time and you cook together. And we just, we love that. We, we do it even just to, you know, by ourselves just because it's like, I don't know. It's just a time for us to really connect. And I think whenever we have friends over and we do that, they just, they're just they just always blown away by it because it's just about taking time and then, and really the essence of enjoying it. Yes.
0: It's slow. It's savoring. It's not rushed, which we are all busy and all rushed so much of our lives that, yeah, it is a forced slowdown. And to talk, to talk while you're eating and
1: oh it's like the epitome of gathering like oh my gosh I love that and I'm probably not saying raclette very good but my husband would say it in a really beautiful French way
0: he would and I can hear it and it's beautiful so yes
1: (laughs) And then in terms of um, meal, oh my gosh, we do so many yummy things. But I would say a mule frite is one of our go go-tos, um, just because it's very flexible. It's we're obviously kind of health nuts, so yeah. <laughs> we like just the you know just the lightness of it. So we you know sometimes do it like with a curry Thai sauce. Sometimes we'll do it with like wine and garlic. Um, and we always, always do like fresh baked fries. Um, so I would say that's probably our (laughs) go-to meal.
0: And if you were going to, um, say, well, I don't know where you guys have, if you have a favorite place that you like to eat in Calgary, or if you like a go-to take, I suppose it's takeout these days. Um, but if you were to be out and about, is there like a something that you would order like every time or are you a person that just kind of like wants to try something new?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would say I'm definitely a creature of habit. Like if I love something on a, on a restaurant's menu, I'll probably have that every time I go. Okay, I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then usually I tell my husband, well, you get that with French fries so I can have some of the French fries and not feel as guilty about it. <laughs> I agree. It's that thing
0: of like, you know, when your husband comes home without a second thing of fries for you and you're like, what? I know. You should have known better. Where's the extra <laughs>
1: prize? Yeah, what? No. You didn't
0: order a large? What were you thinking?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: no, I, mean. I love that. And it's actually making me so hungry. And we've been watching, um, we are total suckers for shows like Chef's Table, both for the cinematic aspect of it. It's just one of like the most excellent, like produced docu-series ever, but just like the food. haven't
1: into that one yet.
0: Oh, the stories and the food, it just makes you so hungry. But lately we've been watching the great Canadian bake show or baking danger. show, <laughs> which is total danger. And, um, we have just been dreaming of like making a lemon tart. So I think we just need to make a lemon tart and get it out of our system because every night at like 10, when we're done watching it, we're like, we need cake. We need it now. <laughs> we need <the> cake. <laughs>
1: But oh, no, I love I love watching you just share, you know, your guys' journey. And it's been, I mean, obviously watching Lewis. I mean, he's just absolutely adorable. Um what a he, what a kid. Oh my gosh. He he
0: has brought um a whole new level of patience with being in the kitchen. It is fun to involve him, and even today we watched an episode of the um baking show together, and he goes Uh, I love this show. So we'll take that over Baby Shark and whatever else, and he can just watch cooking shows.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that. You're like training a little baker to to make. I love
0: that. (laughs) I hope so. But no, this has been so, so lovely. And I think we could just, honestly, we could probably talk forever about so many things. And I'm just really, really excited to see where you take – all of these different pursuits and kind of following it over the years. And I I hope that our paths cross in different ways and whether it's um, relating to, yeah, home things or just women entrepreneurship, who knows? I think, yeah, you inspire me and I enjoy following along on the journey. So thank you so much for
1: taking the time to, to chat. This has been a blast. Well, thank you for having me, Sanj. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bread, Wine, and Everything Fine podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, click the subscribe button and you will never miss an episode.